welcome to smart cherry's thoughts this is sai from india cool yeah hi hi william thought i'd take you outside today yeah it's great hi hi man now thanks uh, for coming to my show thank you for the invitation so i thought to tell about uh, you and the work that you are doing to my audience great So can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Hi everybody. I'm Will Entrekin. I've been working on blockchain for about 4 years and specifically NFT has been the most fun use case. I helped bring this to life. I'm the lead author of ERC721, which is how NFTs are made. And this has been the inspiration for other NFTs that are out there, but basically ERC721 is NFTs. And I've been working on implementing this governments enterprise individual artists explaining what is nft and basically what is blockchain because in my perspective nft is basically the only important part of blockchain and how do we use these things to bring forward to the future so that's me so you're from philadelphia so checking in from home here with the family outside in beautiful philadelphia outside of that Pennsylvania USA so uh, what made you to start this and uh, understand this and do this so i have a friend from high school he also is from this this area around philadelphia and he started defi decentralized finance so specifically compound finance and he brought me into this space and he said uh, there's a lot of opportunity here you should study you should look into this you should learn about defi and then i saw defi and i was very scared i thought a lot of that stuff is illegal and he said don't give up you know just keep studying keep learning find what's out there and then i found this opportunity i found this initiative which we now call nft and i saw it beginning and i had the vision of of what it was going to be so there's a lot of work to do at that point and so this is something i had experience with open source open source projects bringing programmers together bringing programmers and communities together bringing government and companies and communities together and um so I just threw my hat in and that is to say that uh you know I nominated myself to do a lot of hard work and that's the beginning so it was just the inspiration of of this project that everybody was working on and how I could contribute so tell me about the book that you published so I published this thing called ERC 721 721 and it's a specification it's a document it is a standard so it explains what it is that is an nft and specifically on ethereum so you can do nfts other different ways but on ethereum and things that are related to ethereum like arbitron tron polygon are binance chain these are things that are similar to ethereum they're all compatible so when i say ethereum i mean all of these things and it it's a blueprint so it explains what is an nft and just to give a little background here when we're talking about nfts we're talking about maybe a digital artwork 
or maybe a physical collectible item, or it could be a COVID vaccine, or it could be something in a supply chain. These can all be NFTs. And so this document, ERC-721, published in 2018, explains how do you take a COVID vaccine or a COVID test certificate and encode this in a certain way that other people could use it on Ethereum. So this allows you to create an NFT and then other people to use and validate that NFT. And that's all in this thing called ERC-721. It's meant to be read by programmers, you know, people that are going to be making this stuff, but also for just people that are interested too. So it's, it's an accessible document. So what is your inspiration to do this? Yeah, so uh, like I said, my friend brought me into this space. And the thing that I saw specifically that I was inspired was CryptoKitties. So I saw CryptoKitties were these pictures of cats that you could trade. And then this is, this is kind of the first use case that was really enlightening a lot of people, myself included, as to what's possible. And so I saw people trading these pictures of cats, but then I realized that the thing that we're trading, whether they're cats or COVID test results or Microsoft X game in-app in -app purchases, it's all the same technology. So my the future, the supply chain, the government use cases, these long-term things, intellectual property sales. Um, that was my inspiration from the beginning. And then, you know, everybody else is making pictures of cats, pictures of dogs, pictures of animals, and that's what they're working on. But my inspiration has always been about what this can be, five, you know, five, 10 years out. So how it is made with blockchain? It's easy. So blockchain has these things called smart contracts inside of it. So a smart contract is kind of a program, but the program can't be up. And uh, it's, it does very small things. So ERC-721 explains how to use one of these small programs to track ownership of these tokens. And the tokens are the NFTs. So the T, it's non-fungible token. The T is token. And so that's what NFT stands for. And so these tokens are inside of the smart contract. And then ERC-721 explains how do you do that? And I'll tell you how it works. It's real simple. So it's a, it's a ledger. So blockchains are ledgers. So ledgers are just like a book. And then, you know, there's, there's columns of, of uh, you know, quantities. And so specifically, it's tracking for each token ID. So we have serial numbers. We call them IDs. Each token ID has an owner. So token ID one, owner. ID two, owner. ID three, owner. Kind of just the same way you would, you would account for money or account for, for anything. And that's, that is the accounting. So just one token ID to one owner. That's it. Um, now, we can use this a certain way. You know, we can count them or we can move them. We can transfer them. But uh, the basic, the very basic nugget here is that you've got a bunch of IDs and somebody owns each one. So from when you're working on this? 2018. So the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, um, that's when I got involved. And then we published this document in June 2018. So that's the official final publication of ERC-721. Uh, so you said uh, you're working with organizations and governments. So how is that? Yeah, so since this has been published, obviously there's been some attention around this topic. And so I've been very lucky that I got to work with some of the larger groups working on this. So right from the beginning, one of the groups I worked with is, is called Ernst & Young. Now they're called EY. 
it's a big accounting firm, accounting, consulting, tax, all that. And so um, this is formerly my club. They were working with Microsoft and Microsoft controls Xbox and um, NFTs are used inside of Xbox in the accounting for the, the, the sales of the games inside of Xbox. So this is one of the use cases that's, that's been connected through this group. Um, also, EY is working on pharma supply chain. So I've really just got lucky. I just got, you know, I just found the biggest use cases on day one. And pharma supply chain, so pharmaceuticals is a very, very complicated supply chain problem. You know, these drugs are moving across borders, different taxes, um, has to be cold, which is called cold chain. And, um, you know, these things can get lost. They're very high value, so people want to steal them. There's a lot of things that can go wrong and does go wrong in supply chain for pharma. And so that was one of the first use cases I actually worked on. So Xbox, pharma, our NFT use cases. Um, also, another government one was COVID test results, specifically in Mexico. So you get a test result and you want to make sure it's authentic. So this can be done on blockchain. And these are just, I just got lucky to get involved with these. But in general, the way I work is I have, um, you know, I have a weekly phone call called Community Service Hour. And then I just take anybody's questions like this every week. And so I just take questions. And then as they come, you know, I'm, I'm learning too. So as people are inspired with their ideas, I'm saying, how can we do this together? How is it possible that, you know, your idea can be realized through these, this blockchain or, you know, a lot of times I tell people not these blockchain. You know, so the idea is great. You should skip over this blockchain stuff. So how this is useful? It's useful because blockchain, this is a technology, is it's very easy to make a record and to prove that the record was made and then to not change that record. So you're going to write something down and it's going to stay written down and you're going to know who wrote it. That right there is a huge value proposition. Basically, everything in government should be using this type of a model. So government, right? Government publishes something. You want to know that government published it and you don't want them to change it. You don't want it to be falsified. So basically everything in government should be using blockchain or something like blockchain. And uh, that, you know, that's, that's the nugget here. So that's, that's how it works. That's why it works is that blockchain is, is, is this immutable ledger is what we call it. Who are using this, how it is being used? Yeah, that's how it's used. So the ledger is tracking where each token is, who owns it. And so the ledgers is just a book. And then, uh, you know, you own it. So Cy owns it, and then Will owns it, and then Cy owns it again. And so this is a ledger. So that's, we're just writing on the ledger. This is who owns it. This is who transferred it. This is when they transferred it. That's it. Pretty simple. So how many are using it right now? Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. So there's, there's thousands of, let's say hundreds of thousands of people are touching these things and there's thousands of people creating these things. So it's small and big. Um, the thousands of creators, I'm just talking about notable projects. So there's, you know, one project can be very big. You know, one, for example, um, the post office of Austria has stamps that they sell using crypto. So that, that's just one project one of the thousands of projects out there and in Croatia as well. So these are, these, you know, one project could be a collection of stamps or a collection of series of stamps or COVID test results or pictures of monkeys or pictures of cats. 
you know, that, that could be one use case. So thousands of these so far. So tell me about your team. My team? That's it. You're looking at it. So I work independently and then I work as a client. I do client engagement. So I will work, I will take phone calls and then maybe I'll be advising or consulting. So uh, there's a drop going on right now. One of my clients is selling baseball gloves. And so they call me. They're also from Philadelphia. And they say, how can I help? And so I create a plan with them or I would, I would um, you know, do some of the work for them. And that's how I engage. So I do not have a team. So I work independently every time. The different teams that I work with, those are, those are my clients. So my team could be Ernst & Young, Microsoft. It could be uh, Rawlings. There's a baseball, they make baseball gloves slash Dream Syndicate. Um, it could be GenoBank.io. They make these COVID test results and DNA test kits. So these are all of my different teams. Um, Tron is a blockchain. So just different uh, crypto funds, you know, different groups, but I, I don't control these teams. So I never, I never own these teams or they don't, I don't, I don't pay them as like a salary or anything like that. Still independent. Uh, you work globally? Again? Uh, you work globally? Oh yeah. So I work in my, uh, my, I'm broadcasting here from Philadelphia. I also work in Shanghai in China. And so those are, those are two places that I'm, that I'm pretty big. And then otherwise I travel, uh, I'll be going to uh, Estonia next month in a, in a few weeks. I just came back from Argentina. And so there's places that I, that I'm invited to, and I just go, uh, do the events, the conferences, the speeches, the workshops. But, um, I just have the, basically the two home bases where I'm working is Philadelphia and Shanghai. So you created this after writing the book? I did not create it. So this was actually created by CryptoKitties. So CryptoKitties is the one project that uh, has pictures of cats that are breedable and they're really cute. And so the CTO of that project, named Dieter, he actually started ERC721. Uh, the problem was he has two responsibilities, was the standard and then also these pictures of cats. And the pictures of cats, well, they, <laughs> they became very popular. And so it required a lot of his attention to work on that. And so this ERC721 kind of just sat there. So I'm not the creator, but um, when we published it, my name was at the beginning. So that that is a testament to my level of contribution to this project. But I'm not the creator. So how your previous experience helped uh, you to uh, know about this and work on, work on it? My experience, yes. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm doing strategy. So just explaining at a very basic level like this to large companies and, and saying, you know, probably the biggest thing that I do is say no to a lot of people. You know, people will say, oh, I want to solve student debt. I want to solve student debt using NFTs. I've heard that one. That's a very popular one. And then I can explain why that's probably more difficult than they're expecting. Where people say, we're going to solve climate change. We're going to solve climate change with NFTs. And um, that's a very difficult challenge too. So a lot of times when I hear the idea and I kind of go quickly into it, <laughs> one of my best statistics is out of my clients, probably 80% of them fire me after the first phone call. And uh, that, that's a good thing because they also usually end their project. So 
they have an idea, they make a team, they get money, they call me, I'm advising them, and then they stop. So <laughs> these are projects that were not going to work. And, um, you know, they, they found out quickly. So strategy is the first thing that I do is I get involved. Just is this idea going to work? Do you understand what it is that you're saying? You know, does your vision align with reality? And what can you expect? So I'm kind of a Sherpa. You've got the mountain I'm climbing up there. I'm showing you what the mountain's going to look like. I'm preparing you, getting your food ready. I'm getting your walking stick. I'm like, here's where we're going. And they're like, wow, that mountain is really high. <laughs> I'm going to go home and take a nap. That's the first thing I do. Otherwise, I help build teams. So if you have a team, so again, I don't have my own teams, but I, you know, you know, I know people in the scene. So if you're building a team, I will help you build your team and help you understand what you need for your team. So this could be a new team. This could be, you know, just a couple of people, or this could be an established company. And, you know, they're just adding a new division or trying a new product, but um, that's team building and then creating your product. So your product is going to include, you know, what you think you want versus what you actually want. So that's design. And the last thing I do is depending on the company, you know, help, help to sell that. So helping explain their product to their customers. So which industries are using this? A lot of industries. So right now we're seeing a lot of artwork. Um, we're seeing a lot of people that are kind of new artists, people that haven't sold a lot of artwork before. So we could call that art. Um, soon now you're going to see different types of artistic things. And that includes shoes, shoes, shirts, movies, playwrights, things that are kind of intellectual property, things that you would see on a lunchbox. Let's put it that way. And these will be established brands that are producing their products. These are coming out now. So this is, this is kind of the, I'm, you know, I'm lumping clothing and artwork as an industry, right? Okay, so that's, that's, that's kind of the second use case. And then right now, actually supply chain is very big. So supply chain is happening, but you might not hear about it so much because there's no, they don't require investment. So if you look right now, the pictures of cats, crypto kitties, people buying them, selling them, buying them, selling them. And some people are making a lot of money and that kind of drives the front page of the newspaper. But when you see Microsoft or SAP or somebody doing a supply chain use case, it's much bigger. I mean, it's way bigger, but nobody's getting rich off of this. It's just working. And so it doesn't really have as much news coverage. I'm happy with that. You know, the projects are doing great and we're, we're making great progress. But, um, and these are big use cases that are happening today, but you know, the story's not really being told. Which countries are using it? Oh, so the United States happens to be pretty big just because you know there's some innovative people here. China is stuck a little bit because it might be illegal there. So they're still figuring out the laws of what's legal and what's not. So you'll see a lot more innovation in Singapore, Hong Kong than you would in China and Korea. Korea is very big on this. So you've got Korea, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, United States. Now in South America, this is very big because just because of some currency issues down there in the economy. So Argentina, Mexico is actually pretty big in this scene. And then in Europe, Germany is very big. UK is having a large event uh, later this month. NFT NYC is moving to London or is hosting in London. So I think London's smaller, but Germany is pretty big. And then Slovenia happens to be a nice spot. France is a nugget in there just because of some tax laws. France and Switzerland um, are preferable to these type of companies. So 
these tax laws are just attracting innovative people into these countries. So those are probably the biggest right now. A little bit of Canada too, but just like I've said there, those are um, some parts of Africa, but not it's not a very big center yet. But those are basically the areas where this is happening. So which countries are using it more? The, the, all of those. So all of those. China, um, sorry, Singapore, Korea, U.S., Mexico, Argentina, maybe Brazil, Germany, Slovenia, Switzerland, France, UK, maybe Canada. Uh, uh, is this going to be, uh, is this uh, going to replace uh, the digital currency? No, no. So NFTs and digital currency are different things. They work together. They can work together. They don't have to. And uh, it's not going to replace digital currency whatsoever. Now, I think digital currency is going to fail on its own um, for different reasons, but NFT is totally separate from that. So it is being built uh, using blockchain. Yeah. Yep. So block. So here's blockchain. You put digital currencies on blockchain. You can put NFTs on blockchain. You can put some other stuff on there too. So your book is about completely about blockchain and how it is made. Yeah, it's explaining how to put NFTs into blockchain. It's explaining exactly how to do it. So how your uh, previous jobs and experiences are helping you to do the present work? Oh yeah, so my experience, um, I worked in engineering and finance. So I worked for Google for a minute. I worked for the US Navy. I worked in semiconductors, just doing engineering stuff. And then I've also worked in finance, buying companies, um, how to buy companies, how to sell companies, how to integrate companies. and Actually, I had a great experience at Google a long time ago, and I was working on this new program that they had for open source. And they actually paid me to work on open source, you know, just free software. And it was pretty ahead of the curve at the time. Like companies weren't really paying money for this. And so that was my experience was working on open source projects, huge projects, and then coming in as one person on the outside, coming straight into the middle of the project and then contributing whatever you can. This is really not the case at the Navy. You don't just jump into the middle of the Navy and then change anything. That's not how the Navy works. And this is not how large companies work. It's not how governments work, but open source works this way. And so I have quite a few years experience in that, getting open source, learning how to bring communities together. And so that is what basically made me confident enough to start in this project. So when I saw the landscape, I saw the people working on this, I drew on this experience. And I said, yeah, I've seen these type of problems before and I know I know how to solve them. So I know I know that the inclusiveness uh, that we need to draw the people together is going to solve this. And that's exactly the playbook I used on ERC721. Because it's a book, it is a book, but the book's not the important part. The important part is that nobody else has ever written a book competing with it. There's no competitor. So if you read ERC721, that's one book. What you should really look at is the four books that weren't published. So the other books that were they were retracted or canceled. And so really the effort here is getting everybody to agree on this one book together. And so, I mean, the book's cool. It's got words in it. You know, the, bird, the words are okay. But really it's the unanimous consent that we have around this book is really that's the contribution. Uh, 
tell me few experiences uh, you doing this job. Yeah. So originally getting started, it's how do we get this book to be good? How do we get the other books to be, you know, we, um, when you're creating a standard, you want things to connect together. So you want NFTs to connect, you want maybe marketplaces to connect, wallets to connect, digital currencies to connect, everything's got to connect. And so if you have two different standards, some things connect here, some things connect there, that's a really bad problem. So we really want to have one standard that everybody uses. And so that was the problem. So the, the techniques that I used here um, is really simple. If you're in this space since 2018, if you've, if you've been working on NFTs since 2018, you know my phone number. Everybody knows my phone number. This phone number right here, this phone. I'm on the phone right now. You have my phone number. If you want to know if somebody's in the NFT space since 2018, you ask them, do you have Will's phone number? Because they do. I've been on the phone with everybody. So well, I've been on the phone with everybody, but everybody's, I've at least, you know, offered to be on the phone with everybody. And so I've sent emails. I'm out late night, any time zone. I'm like, look, I might have this right. I might have this wrong. But um, what's really important is that I talk to you about this and that we get on the same page. So that was how I did it. That's the secret. It's just lots of phone calls, giving everybody my phone number and just being available 24 seven. Tell me about uh, your clients. Yep. So this is what we talked about before. This was EY. So EY slash Microsoft. Um, this group has been working on supply chain, cold chain, pharma, pharma supply chain, pharmaceuticals. And so this project has been going strong. Um, Microsoft has been embedding NFTs inside of Xbox. So you wouldn't see them if you use Xbox, but if you're a publisher, if you sell games on Xbox, you can use these NFTs to get paid. And you can get paid faster. Actually, you don't even know that they're NFTs. There's just they're just things behind the scenes. But um, you're just getting paid faster. You used to get paid in 180 days. Maybe now you get paid in like four days from when they buy the game to when you get paid. Huge improvement. Um, also working with a government in Mexico called uh, Quintana Roo. So Quintana Roo has a problem with COVID test results. People were faking them. They were taking the test and they were they were they were writing a different test result. And they were faking them specifically for travel. So this is my client here was a genobank.io working with the state of Quintana Roo and also um, Avalanche. Avalanche is a blockchain. So the three of us working together and delivering this product of just secure COVID test results, private secure test results that are timestamped. Um, other ones, Tron. So Tron is a blockchain. Tron is having a strategy of how they're going to uh, they have a they have a hackathon, and it's a it's a very ambitious project, very very ambitious. And so I'm coming on them with a strategy. So I'm helping them with strategy. How do we launch a hackathon um, in the West with this company that started in the East? Also working with a crypto fund. Um, this is a private company of people that are investing and they want to work with some. They want to understand the projects that they're investing in. I don't think they've said very much publicly yet. And then a latest one I'm working with is uh, Light.Art, which is some great artist just very well-known photographers that just successfully launched a photography collective where they've all sold NFTs of just very successful launch, just sold out right away. Uh, that one's called light.art. And then um, Rawlings, I said, uh, Rawlings and Dream Syndicate um, is a design studio. They're just launching as we speak. They're selling baseball gloves. So limited edition baseball gloves numbered, of, you know, very rare, very good stuff. 
and uh, this comes right after the the baseball all-star game you know so good timing on that and yeah so clients are doing a great job and just you know great success stories some things that you can see now and then some things that are just kind of they're long term they're happening but you just won't read about them in the newspaper yet so how to understand this understand what how to understand this yeah so this is th these projects that are long term um like let's say supply chain supply chain to change the supply chain might take five ten years to get anybody to implement one of these things so in order to do that you're going to have to work with multiple vendors get them to agree on the same type of technology it's pretty rough so the things that have been delivered now have been right now we have merck Merck is a very large pharmaceutical company, so Merck Animal Health is now using in production blockchain NFTs with EY to track the movement of their vaccines. So this proves that they're authentic and tracks them the logistics through the supply chain. So just just a great thing here. Um, this is done, so this is live. But it gets more exciting. You know, maybe you're not, maybe you don't have animals. I think this is for cows and maybe chickens, but. The same technology works for human drugs. So it will be more exciting, obviously, when they use the same technology to track human drugs. Human drugs have a higher price, higher value than animal drugs. So the same thing's just gonna roll out and that's when you see it, that's, that's how it works, the rollout. So we start now with animals, chickens, and, and uh, I believe chickens and cows, and then we have human drugs coming later. And it just takes years and years to do it. So what's its uh, future? Yep, the future is this, it's very, it's like a, a snowball. So it's coming down, it's getting bigger and bigger. The things are already happening. There's not much more to invent. You know, we're like 2001 right now. The internet's been invented. We have the computers, we have the World Wide Web. Now just everybody needs to use it. That's where we are right now. We have NFTs, we have blockchain, we have all the good stuff, we have all the bad stuff. A lot of people know how to use it. A lot of things have already been integrated. It's just that, as people recognize the value and how cheap it is, how easy it is, and the benefit of the security, more and more people use it and it just keeps working. That's the rollout. So uh, can you tell your uh, 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 online presence to my audience? Online presence, yep. So I'm on full decent, F-U-L-L-D-E-C-E-N-T. So I'm on Twitter and Twitch. So I have a weekly phone call every week. It's called Community Service Hour. And so NFT Community Service Hour, and it's one hour a week, Fridays, I'm sorry, Tuesdays at six o'clock New York. And you just show up and ask questions. I'm here. So you can ask questions about NFT, Web3. You can ask about your project. Um, basically anything I would do for consulting, I do for you for free every week. Um, you know, I want you to be successful. And so you working on these things, you know, connecting through social and through these phone calls, that is, you know, that's my vision too, is you being successful. Uh, I'll share your web links uh, in the description of this video. Also, I'll put cool. uh, uh, on the screen as well. Uh, people who find our video on YouTube can see it. Awesome. And uh, at last, uh, uh, what is your observation about my work? Have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? Yep, so I saw your videos. Um, you've got a good job of bringing people out. And I think um, you're moving in the same direction. So you've you've got innovation, you've got you've got builders, um, but you're I think you're early in the game. 
I want to see where you're going with this. So uh, I did uh, masters in software engineering and also bachelor's in computer science and engineering. How talking with experts like you for into different countries for doing different uh, jobs and different uh, giving different services? How this is going to be helpful for me if I work in IT in coming days? Yeah. So I, I get I could see that. Um, For you, you know, I was in your position too. I also did um, computer science, computer engineering, electrical engineering, math um, for undergrad. And so, you know, for you, you also want to get your hands dirty too. So interviews are a great way to find your direction. I know, I, I know the series here is about you finding directions and the opportunities for you. Um, you also want to have GitHub. You want to have your GitHub lined up. If you're going to be doing technical work, for sure you want to have your profile up. But um, you know, and I'd love to review your GitHub too. I'd love to review your work and see, you know, the direction you think you're going in. Can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Absolutely. Uh, can I also put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Everywhere, yes. Uh, thanks, William, again for your time and uh, telling me about your work and also answering my questions. Thank you. I appreciate the discussion. Yeah, keep going, keep doing uh, uh, what you love. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.